Hi, this is Nick Underhill, and you're listening to a New Orleans.network podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to this week's episode of Pell's Pod, New Orleans.network podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by BUSR. To get started, our sponsors at BUSR want to give one of you $250 of cash and spend anywhere on the site and get a chance to double those winnings in cash out. All you have to do is sign up using the link BUSR.com slash New Orleans. The link is in the description and bet only $1 for a chance again to win $250 in cash. You have seven days to enter and will be announced on our next video. So go sign up now. Uh, get your bets in. This Thursday game with the Saints, the nice game uh, with the Pels, whatever you want to do. Uh, I'm not a better myself because I feel like I'm an unlucky person. Uh, but I leave that to y'all. But uh, back to the show. What's up, Slay? How you doing? Uh, I'm your host, as always, Raphael Rattler, joined with my fellow middle brother, Garrett. Hey, man, look. What's we did good? have a losing record last week. What's good? We did not have a losing record. It's it's it is what we call progress. You understand what I'm saying? It's not doom and gloom. Um, as always, feels good to 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 be on a positive thing. And um, you know, I've been myself been searching up on Google for the Guinness World Record of um, you know, most uh bowls of gumbo eaten post Thanksgiving. Cause hey, I've been look. I've been getting it in, brother. I'm not gonna even lie to you. Uh, the, the gumbo has been flowing. <laughs> Listen, man. Listen, man. I don't want to hear all that. All right? listen, I, I had zero bowls of gumbo here in Dallas last night. Oh, I'm so sorry, man. Uh, right yeah, in, man. yeah. But hey, brother, pal, seen... what your couple ah, games? I mean, you, know? you know, you know, you know. But uh, oh, how you doing, uh, Saints Pels? Like, how you doing? Yes, we, up, baby. How y'all we hooked doing? up with the sponsors. You know, yeah. uh, Mr. Paula, how we doing? How we doing? Uh, yes, appreciate yes, you guys. Um, happy Thanksgiving to everyone again. I hope y'all enjoyed the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, craziness going on now, another variant and all that stuff. Y'all be good to your loved ones. I hope you, you know, took time to really, you know, step away from work, enjoy yourselves, enjoy your people, bro. Cause you know, you never know. Um, right. Yeah. So you will hold everybody near and dear. Uh, I yeah. hope everybody had a great weekend other than the Saints and Pels games that you watched <sighs> yesterday and, you know, on, on Thursday. But other than that, I hope y'all had a yeah. great, uh, holiday, uh, weekend and really got a chance to enjoy yourself. So let's talk about last week a little bit, right? Uh, the Pels, again, they did not go one and three. They went two and two. Hey. Hey. Uh, progress, and they, baby. And look, they got two wins over playoff teams, right? Two, two mm-hmm. good wins versus playoff teams. So let's jump in that a little bit. So first game of the week, um, Timberwolves game. It was one of the same stories we keep seeing, right? Um, first okay. quarter, tight game. Pels played well. Second quarter, Offensive drought, right? Couldn't get the scoring going. Mm-hmm. Uh, B.I. was a little off. Um, couldn't get anybody else going. And then the third quarter was more of the same. At that point, you know, it was a little bit you know, out of hand a little bit. What did you see from that Timberwolves game um, that you liked or was there anything? <laughs> nah, man, it's one of them, those games where, you know, it like we've, we, we can always almost write the script to, you know, certain Pelicans games um, when the when the team hits a lull. But, Again, you know, they play defense. They, they, you know, they are as best as they can. But again, in the NBA, if you can't score, no matter how many times you stop a team, um, these are all NBA players. You know, these are all top of the world basketball players. So eventually, you know, if you can't put the ball in the rim, no matter how many times you score, uh, you stop them, eventually they, you know, they're going to get through it and, and start the run and everything. And the Pels 
went on their usual dry spell, um, you know, and, and which will be alleviated hopefully soon, um, you know, or at least, you know, have the tools to, to, to alleviate that a little bit. Um, but, you know, same old, same old. But it led into some, you know, we, we saw some good defense. And like I said, it, it led into some good things uh, in that next game. So, you know, yeah. that, that Minnesota game was just a, you know, blah, same old, same old. It was one of those games where after last week, you're like, uh-oh, like, is this thing starting to snowball a little bit? Like, mm-hmm. the Pels have been playing well, uh, but not being able to close out games and stuff like that. Uh, but now, you know, you get a bad loss at home. It's like, uh-oh, like, a thing starting to, you know, kind of hit where it's like, ah, uh, the fight's knocked out, and now it's not togetherness, and now it's like, ah, mm-hmm. uh, people point fingers. Dissension among the ranks. Yeah, right. Because you had a you had a tough schedule. You had the Clippers and then the Jazz. Twice. You're like, man, they about to go on four. You know, all the momentum gone. Right. Right. Well, for as bad as the Minnesota game was, man, that Clippers game. I'm gonna let you talk about this one because you was in the building. Yeah, you man. saw it, you saw it go down. Like, tell me a little bit about how you felt about that game. Yeah, man. That that Clippers game was wild. It was it was crazy because. You know, in the first half when we were getting down and we were, you know, we were building that that first half deficit that, you know, the has become all too familiar. <laughs> um, you could still see the like people in the stands and you know, we were talking and having conversations with people around us and everything and you know, they were talking about how like the team looks different. It feels different. Um, you know, you just you just cannot get over that hump. And people were, you know, there were people around us that were kind of, you know, accepting this. Like, all right, look, let's start to look at in this game. Like, what are the things that we can take out of this game to move on to the next game? Uh, and this talking the first half. And then the second half started. And let me tell you something, bro. This I have never been more proud of a franchise um, to be a part of a franchise and to be a part of a fan base. Well, second, after, you know, so many people graciously helped my mom in that situation. The second time was sitting in them stands and hearing uh, uh, hearing my, my fellow 12 members boo Eric Bledsoe from the time he touched the ball until the time he came off the ball. And I'm talking about from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. They booed this dude. Um, tremendously, and it was it was crazy. But you know that second half, like going into that, going into the, the to the halftime break, you know, you saw Herb kind of, you know, Herb made some some defensive stops, and it kind of energized the guys going into the second half. And you know, we were down, uh, you know, we were down maybe a couple points, five or six, seven, eight points going into the second half. But it was it had been came down from like twenty, and so you know, you kind of saw the the ball start rolling on. Okay. They got something going. Can they kind of keep it together in that third quarter? You know, that's always been the the quarter of doom for us this season. And right. everybody was like, "Bro, can it? What can we do? Can we can we keep this up?" And man, they came out in the third quarter, and they they just continued. Man, they they put their foot on the on the gas, and they never let up. Um, and it sh- it goes to show you like what this team is capable of, even without its best player. Like the pieces around its best player around the team's best player, you know, those guys are competing. Those guys are fighting no matter what the score is. And, and whenever you can compete and, and and play defense the way they did in that Clippers game, you're never out of a game. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to continue to compete, you can string together a couple stops and, you know, the ball goes from there. But, man, Herb was incredible. You know, um, uh, Josh Hart, that was one of Josh Hart's best games. He was he was simply sensational. I mean, he was hustling. He was taking leadership. You could see him yelling and being like, nah, bro, not tonight. We're not doing this tonight. And, you know, he 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 dragged the team with his will. And that was one of those Josh Hart will wins. So I, I was I was very, 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 you know, I love being in that game. That game kind of showed 
you know, that this team has flaws. It has things around it that, you know, that can be upgraded and things that, that can, you know, we can do better. But there are good things about this team. And you kind of got the full experience in that game. And, you know, the crowd was crazy. You know, don't ever tell anybody, you know, don't don't let anybody tell you that this fan base doesn't care about that team. Because in that Clippers game, in that second half, when this team was rolling, Zion was up and in, 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 in all into it. You know, the crowd was all into it. Wild Wayne was all into it. He was rolling on the mic. I mean, it was it was just a, it was a fantastic experience. And that's what the what the team and what this city and the franchise and the fans. This is what you know they deserve um, a win like that, a comeback gritty win like that. So I, I was I had I had a lot of fun at that game, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and that was a big win, right? Uh, you yeah. playing against a Clippers team who they're without their best players, but obviously. Right. You know the players on the Clippers team are, have been around. Like the the Pels secondary and tertiary players are all young players. But the, mm-hmm. the, the Clippers have experienced best and obviously an All Star and Paul George uh, in their own right, right? And so you know you knew coming in, it was like ah, this is gonna be a tough one. Um, but you know you saw Bi get it going, and Cody, you're absolutely right. Josh Hart has been incredible. Too. Yeah, like absolutely. again, he's one of those. I think Antonio Daniels says it all the time. He's one of those people where, like, you take a look at the box score after the game, you like, ah, it's like a single double or a single triple mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's never nothing that's, like, blowing out the stats. But, mm-hmm. like, if you watch the game, if you watch the energy he brings, it's contagious. Like, it, it very often do you see him make a hustle play one possession. The next possession, you see somebody else on the team do the same thing or give the right. same type of effort. Because, again, he makes he makes plays and he gives his body up and that forces other people around him to see the same thing. So right. you saw a lot of that out of the Clippers game. The Pels actually pulled away with one as well. That which, was crazy. That is great. Win by right 20 and win, win by 10 plus. Yeah. That was, that was yeah. wild. So that, that, that was crazy in itself. But you saw everybody get going that game. And so, you know, you hope to see more of that once you get number one back. You hope to see mm-hmm. more like, oh, he got it going. But now I got to worry about him. Now I got to worry about him. That's what you want, right? That's right. that's what you want out of a basketball team. And then the Pels followed up with their first winning streak of the season Whew. in a crazy game. Man. That, U- that first Utah game was, you know, the kind of the shot or the injection that you get when you go in the blue tent in the NFL. They're like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, he's questionable for return. We don't know if he's going to come back. Right. Two seconds later, he'd be coming back looking fresh. That's what the Pels fans needed. That Utah game that was close. Again, I, t- I tweeted out, Utah's my least favorite team in the NBA. And I don't know if it has a lot to do with the players. I, I can't stand Rudy Gobert. Uh, I love Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I like, And just I like the Biden. team, the fact they stole our name. I'm not a big Utah fan. Like, there's a lot of things <laughs> that make me not love the Utah Jazz, right? And we always getting it into them. Like, we had that controversial game with them with B.I. and all that stuff last year. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, there's a lot of things I don't like about the Jazz. So, we went in the game, like, man, we got two of them back-to-back in their house. And they came down, man, the Pels could have easily said, you know what, this ain't our night. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's pack it up and go in. But they fought, man. They fought yeah. back. Like, they had a lead. They lost the lead. They came back and took the lead. And then, man, Devontae. Listen, we talked about it all off season long. It's like, look, Devontae is a small guy. He has, you know, he has his droughts. He has his deficiencies. You know, he's not great inside of the three-point line. He's a he can be a chucker. But one thing you cannot call him is not clutch. That mm-hmm. dude, that dude there 
he lives for the moment. Like he would take every final shot if he could with with zero hesitation. Like that's the type of he guys. Uh, that's the type of guy he is. And so what I really like from that final play is the fact that earlier, a couple games, you know, early in the season when Bi was going, he tried to say, "All right, no Zion on the court. Let me go win the game by myself in the last minute or so with the last couple shots on the line. Let me just figure it out. Double team. I'm putting it up." But this game, in transition, I love the fact that Willie Green did not call a timeout and give Utah a chance to set the defense. He actually had Josh open for the three. He said, you know what, let me get Devontae the ball because this is this is his time, right? And sure enough, Devontae hits the shot. And Pels fans were up all night uh, probably drinking and enjoying the game, <laughs> even though it's a game in the middle of the season. But so <laughs> it was a big win. So tell me a little bit about that first Jazz game. Yeah, man. Listen, that that jazz game. First of all, you, and I, I love that you brought up Willie Green because that was that was one of those games where coach, where we talk about what we always, what I'm always tweeting about about coaching matters. So you got this this young team without his best player, um, having a, a funk of a season, um, just coming off of a, of an emotional comeback win. Very easy to go into Utah, one of the hardest places to play. Um, you know, for 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 years, it's been like that for years. Um, and you know, just to, just to go there, and you know, they were landing, they were landing like haymakers. They were landing like Donovan Mitchell. Um, you know, he wasn't he wasn't shooting well, but he was like scoring. You know, at a at a you know substantial pace, he was he was keeping the game. You know, keeping scoring. And then you had all of these shooters, and, and like every single every so often, you would see the 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 Jazz go up eight. They go up seven. They go up eight. And we always we talk about them times where like the game is in the balance, right? So like you go up like a team goes up eight. And like maybe the team that is on the, the wrong end of the run at meaning the Pels at this point come down and you could score right here and make it a six point game or you could turn a turn a ball over and it go down and all of a sudden it's an 11 point game. And now you calling a timeout because um, they hit a three or they scored or something like that. And, a, and, and it's a snowball effect. But you saw the Pelicans every single time answer the bell every single time you saw you saw Willie Green do what, what we thought and what we talked about Willie Green doing. Like he, instead of letting B.I. just kind of get out there and find his shot, you saw pin downs. You saw getting B.I. moving across the lane. You saw, and Antonio Daniels always says this, and I and I agree, um, it's probably one of the best things he said this season. If you can get Brandon Ingram moving to a shot where he can score without having a dribble, you've done something incredible on offense. And every single time you, you saw him come down and do it. And you saw why he was rolling, and you talk about, you know, his trust in his teammates. You know, we talked about Brandon Ingram's, you know, maturity and his 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 leadership this season and things that he talked about. And I and early on this podcast, I talked about how he's starting. You could start to see that he's he's seeing the game from like a, 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 a like a cerebral way, right? He's not just reactionary. I'm a basketball player. You can hear just the way he talks. He's talking about basketball in a different kind of way. And just that play, that one play in particular, where you see him come down, get the, you know, he gets the ball, and he could, he could have pulled up for the jumper and say, "Listen, this is my," and nobody would have been mad at him. You know what I'm saying? Like this is your team, and you know, this is we we live and die with Brandon Ingram right now. And if he would have pulled up and made or missed, nobody would have been upset with him. But instead, he got, you know, he got the ball to a shooter who's comfortable shooting and move, you know, while moving and he hit him right square in the like square in the shooting pocket. It's not so much about the decision. It's not it, like, you know, people always say it's not what you do it's how you do it. And like that, it, the decision he made is a simple basketball play. You made the right basketball play, but the way he did it, he hit him right in the shooting pocket and he made the right decision to hit 
Devontae Graham instead of Josh Hart. That's just, you know, that's that's your that's your brain moving in a basketball mind way, in a basketball way. And those are the things you like to see from your from your young player, your, your you know, your young max player. So, you know, that game had a, had a lot of character to it. You know, we were going back and forth. And, mm-hmm. you know, you always felt like, again, as long as this team competes defensively, and it's very it's, it's palp it's palpable. You can see it. It starts with with Herb Jones. It it, it, per, it you know it permeates down to Josh Hart to Nikel fighting over screens. You you just oh, saw the Nikhil way and Herb were incredible. That right, game. like they were just fighting over screens. You you could not screen it, and we know Rudy Gobert has not met a moving screen that he does not like. <laughs> that dude sets the most illegal screens of all time. He like, sets it the is, screens that if Jackson had set, he would get man, five out. E- e- the same he ejected the out the game, and and he care, And I know it's frustrating. I has got to be frustrating. It's frustrating watching them over and over fight over screen over and over again. But those guys kept continue fighting. They kept continue to fight over those screens and, and not giving those shooters that airwave, and it kept the game close. And, you know, like I said on Twitter, sometimes you have to earn your luck. You know, that that shot that Devontae made was was luck and it was it had some skill, but it, it was luck. But you have to you have to earn that. You have to be able to put your the team has to be able to put itself in position to have that shot go in and it be a game winner or it be a tie game or whatever the case is. And you do that by by competing, by defending, by closing out, by fighting over screens. You earn that that opportunity to have that shot. Um, and the Pels did that in, that in the in the first game. So, yeah. yeah, second game wasn't yeah. too much. Like we all knew, we all knew that they were about to come out. They was about to give us their best because they were mm-hmm. embarrassed at home versus a team without their best player. Um, and so that's that's what happened. The Jazz came out, they punched, punched, punched. The Pels couldn't hit a shot to save mm-hmm. their life. They one for first t- one for twenty four from three. Yeah, it was like, bad, bro. That, bro, it was bad. I, it was at bad. that, like it, at it that point, forever. I needed, I need the NBA to do some investigation on what's going on <laughs> with them rims on that second game, yeah, because that's ridiculous. Ain't no way in the world one foot. We were zero for twenty at one point. Bro. It was it bad. Was it was. It bad. got to the point where I felt like the Pels. They were down early. They were just like, I'm going to shoot one just to see one go in. Like, it wasn't in the floor of the offense. It was contested. Like, everybody the first was like, three the, yeah, the first three in the in fourth the quarter. quarter. Yeah, third quarter, right. right. Third quarter. Third awful. quarter. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was terrible. It was bad. Um, not a lot to take away from the game. The starters were gone, you know, well, you know, well short of the third. Like, it was it, it was bad. Yeah. Um, the only thing you saw, which probably infuriated fans even more, was Jackson coming to the game and shoot three threes and go through? Ha! Yeah. And so that's the only thing you saw, and you were like, "Man, why can't we get that um, every game?" So, and, and we talked about it. we talked. It was like, "Man, we need to find ways to use Jackson because at the five, it ain't it right now." So let's find a different way, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll get to later in the show. But yeah, man, uh, all in all, two and two week versus. Again, four good competitors, four good mm-hmm. teams, right? Mm-hmm. And so now you, you, there's no more back-to-backs till March, which is crazy. Like, how did how does the NBA schedule the Pelicans with no Zion to have all these back-to-backs at the beginning? Now you got to get Zion back, and you ain't got one to March. Like, so it's, it's got to be because they they figured, okay, well, let's try to get all of them in early <laughs> while he's healthy, and because we know he's gonna get beat up and and, and tore up at the be. end. And heard at the end, but man, mercy, bro. No, no moss, no yeah. moss, bro. White flag yeah. on the back of back. So, <laughs> yeah, mercy. so we good on that for a while. So it should be more three game weeks and stuff like that. So uh to get started, so the, the independent question of this week has gotta be about number one, right? Like Zion clear for five on five action, uh, no timetable for his return. So my question to you this week is 
you know, what do you expect from Zion? Like, obviously, he hasn't been playing, you know, for months. He's been rehabbing and training and all that other stuff, but he hasn't been playing. Do you expect it to take him a little while to get going, or do you expect him to come in and be Zion? Who benefits the most from his return? Like, is it Devontae Graham? Is it B.I.? Mm-hmm. Is it J.V.? Trey Murphy, maybe. What do, what do you think about that? And then when, if you had to guess, what what game are you looking at for for Zion to return? Hopefully in December. So, um, so I, first of all, what I expect from him, I expect I expect Z to be Z, man. To be honest with you, I don't expect him to to to, to miss a beat. To be honest with you, so you know, there's a there's a there's a you know, I I understand the foot. I understand the foot. You know, I understand it was a you know, it's a it's a situation with his his weight in the foot and all of that, and it's a foot injury and everything. But that 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 dude that we saw, I mean, I don't really care if you, he got a foot or not. That dude we saw last season, <laughs> I don't I ain't really much you gonna do with that dude. So I mean, a foot hurt, not foot hurt. Um, you know, I expect him to be to be Zion. You know, especially offensively. Um, I'm interested to see how he's gonna be defensively. Um, you know, he had some he had some lapses last season when he was healthy. Um, and so you know, he hasn't really had any time to to work on that or do whatever um it is, you know, outside of rehabbing. So I'm interested to see what he looks like defensively. Um, but offensively, I mean, I expect him to be, you know, 20, 25 a game, you know, at a very high, high efficiency, um, and and a lot more assists this season <laughs> with better shooting, better players around him, right. um, and, and stuff like that. So to be honest with you, I, I, I just, I don't have any, I don't have any reason to doubt that he's not going to be that guy. And so um, until something comes away, shows me that, okay, this foot injury is going to slow 27 points per game at 60%, <laughs> um, you know, from the field until it shows me a reason to, to, to stop that. I don't believe it will. So, you know, when you think about the, who, who will benefit and to be honest with you, I guess the number one answer is Pelicans fans will benefit the most. <laughs> how you, how, this is how you know we related. So how you going to take my answer? But go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I mean, honestly, you know, I, I think, you know, this this team, the, the fans love this team, number one. They they love this team. Um, They're passionate about it. You know, they it, the passion comes out in different ways. Um, but I think, you know, once Zion gets gets into the game, and honestly, bro, I mean, from a, I mean, honestly, a real answer, I think like just the entire team, like we, I heard Nick Friedle talk about, you know, when Clay got, when Clay got, got clear for his five on five and he was talking about on, on the Brian Winhorse podcast, he was talking about the injection of energy he could see in the guy's faces, um, on the, you know, on the, on the floor and you could, you know, they knew that, Hey, Clay is coming back, you know, we're playing well. But but just that injection to know to see him in practice now, and instead of just sitting around in a in a cast or in a boot or or just not you know with his with the team, you know that's just an injection. And I I think you know once he gets back into you know to practice and he gets back with his guys and you know they kind of get that camaraderie going, I think that is is going to allow everybody to see even if he doesn't come back you know the game after this practice or whatever whatever practice that he's doing. Just to know that he's there and just to know that he's coming, that that the reinforcement, the cavalry is coming, I think that that injects everybody. But, you know, just on the floor, just did the shooters, bro. The shooters, the Devontae Graham, Mikel, I mean, uh, Trey Murphy is going to – I think Trey Murphy is going to come back. Right. It, I, 13 points a game. It, it might, it might That's be, yeah, yeah, yeah. It might, too. it might be a little, it might not be a little less than that. I don't know if I go thirteen, but I expect him to have more time on the floor. I expect I him to have more open shots and just the, the shooters, Devontae Graham, everybody else is all the the, the the attention, the attention, the gravity that that Zion is going to garner from day one. I mean, 
you know, just whether he's hurt or not, he's number one on your game plan. I mean, if you don't, if you don't game plan for Zion, um, you lose. Um, right. and you probably get a lot of people hurt by doing that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I just think that he, right, he's going to be number one on your game plan. And so mm-hmm. now that everybody can be bumped down a row, you know, r- bumped down the level on the, on the game plan, on the defensive focus, um, you know, maybe the De- Devontae Graham doesn't get your second best defender. Now he gets your third best defender, or maybe he gets your fourth best defender now. And now, you know, he's open for a little bit, you know, he's open a little bit more and, and, and stuff like that. So I think the shooters, um, I think I'm a, I'm gonna go with the shooters are gonna be the most the most affected by him, but I think the whole team is gonna just get a, a, a energy you know a shot in the arm that they desperately need. And you know, as far as coming back, man, I'm I, I think if if anything, to be honest with you, I don't mind. I don't I don't I'm not really concerned about the exact game that he comes back. What I'm more concerned about is. Can you can you get him to a point where you don't have to play him in minutes restrictions or don't have to play him in bursts? Because I think the, I think the damage, right? The damage that. that 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 whole ordeal has done. I don't think that that's something that we want to we want to get back to and like reopen those wounds and stuff like that. You know, fair or unfair. But I think if you can just get him to a spot where he's comfortable enough to play regular minutes, it doesn't have to be. It could be like how B.I. was kind of phased right. into the game where, you know, he played, but it wasn't like heavy, heavy minutes, but he played regular minutes. It wasn't three minutes out, three minutes out, three minutes out. It was regular minutes, regular rotation minutes for like a bench player. And so I think if you can just get him back to there, um, you know, I'd rather them get him that to that point than to kind of bring him back early or whatever. So, so you don't think I'm he's not, going to you don't think he's going to squad no, I know I tweeted about it yesterday and made the joke about it yesterday, but I, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. I know the Warriors is doing it with Clay and James Listen. Wiseman. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. And I saw somebody tweeted me and said that it would be a good thing for the people of Birmingham as well, just to kind of see Z kind of do his thing and, and, and on his way back to coming home uh, to the team. And so, you know, I, it wouldn't bother me. I wouldn't mind it, you know, let him get his, his feet underneath underneath them with the squadron but i don't think they're gonna go go that route i would rather i would i would rather do that than slowly bring him along yeah i would rather him play in the game and then you know or two and Mm -hmm. then throw him in there with 25 minutes and then Mm -hmm. 28 minutes and then work his way up i would rather Mm -hmm. that but i don't think it's gonna happen i I don't Mm -hmm. think you put zion williams in in the squad that's a little bit different than clay Clay, a, little, <laughs> a little bit different, a little yeah, bit different. But, right, right. You don't see you LeBron, know, or Giannis, or Steph yeah, Curry going to the G League. That's a little bit. That's a little bit different. But, uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I do think it's going to your point. I think it's going to take a little time for him to understand defensive rotations. Like, look at the wins that the Pelicans have. Like, they all be at like ninety-eight points, right. ninety-nine points. So you know they're playing defense in order to win. Well, you you bring it in a walking bucket who's biggest I guess liability is is, is his defense mm-hmm. and so it's going to take him a while to get into defensive rotations it might take him a while to understand how to play with with Jonas mm-hmm. um I mean with the yep. shooters that's natural I mean he he naturally kind of plays like a guard where he's driving to the lane but he's also got his eyes open at the corners and looking for uh spots to outlet to if he does get three or four guys at the rim and mm-hmm. so I think that's natural but it's like Okay, I can trust to dump the ball off the JV and it be two points because last year and the year before, that's not what happened. They so, just were standing in your way, bro. Or looking for a rebound. Right. So, so, so I, 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 I do expect you know maybe like a week or, or so for him to get in a groove with his new teammates. But I think all in all, you're gonna see Zion now. Yeah, like you said, what kind of shape is he in? Is that gonna impact things? I think he's one of those guys where. 
it's not like he's doing things where he needs like his agility to be 100%. He can run through you and go to the, <laughs> the lane and score two points. And so I think that's going to be hard to stop no matter what type of conditioning he's in. Like think so, about when he first started in, in the NBA. He wasn't in good condition. He came right. out here for threes. The next game, he just put his stomach or put his shoulder in the people, and that was it. Like that, right? Everybody's like, "Oh, this." So guy let me let me let me ask you this because you, you bring up a good point. Let me ask you about about the new rules. Just while we're talking about Z right oh, now, God, yeah. Do you think Do you think that as as far as like you know the way that they're allowing physicality, you know, on the defensive end? You know, and, and we're probably gonna have sometimes we're gonna be yelling at the TV that that's a goddamn foul, but right. you know they don't call it, but whatever. Right. But let me ask you about the offensive side. Do you think that like the way that they're allowing people to kind of bump and and, and and play a little more physical? Do you think that that helps Zion a little bit on the offensive side as far as like him being able to kind of you know use his physicality a little bit more? I do because I I, I think that. As much as like fans, we hate flopping and we hate mm-hmm. the fouls and all that stuff. Take take takes the fun out of the game. We as a team, we're not good at drawing fouls. Like our start, like we don't know how to fall down. We don't know, and I'm not saying flop and fall over the ground like Harden be doing in the past. I'm saying draw contact in a way where you the ref has to call something. Like right. either it's a travel or whatever or, or something, right? Or make it as if. It's obvious that it's a foul. Because we are we don't have a lot of veterans on our team, we don't know how to do that. Like, JV is the best on the team at doing that, and that's only because he's been around for a long time. Right, like, even right. B.I. doesn't really complain after after call. Like, he be getting mm-hmm. obviously fouled and doesn't really complain or draw the fouls. Why Josh Hart does. <laughs> Josh Hart know how to – He can't wait to get thrown out of the game. <laughs> uh, but, but no, but you're absolutely right. I think to your point, I think he's going to help Zion because he doesn't complain for fouls. So he'd be the type to go up, get fouled, run over a couple of people, no call, jump back up, get the rebound, and go score again. So mm-hmm. I think he'd be the type to play through the con- contact anyway because that's mm-hmm. what he does. Right. And so I think that's going to help him, the fact that they're not calling Tiki Tech fouls anymore. Yes, as fans, we're going to be like, man, like, can we get a foul call? But at the same time, I think it's gonna it's just going to be the next step in his motive. It's like, hey, you didn't call a foul, that's fine. I'm going to jump over you, get the rebound, and I'm going to go back up with it. And then mm-hmm. what you going to do? Two points, right? And so uh, I think it's going to help for me, man. I think I, look, I think the whole team is going to be benefited by his return, not only from a statistical standpoint, not only from a scheme standpoint, but you're absolutely right. The energy, the the you see this team, like they're so connected. Like on that Devontae, th- Graham, th- man, no was on the – he was in the bench. He was on the first row with the stands. I don't know how they didn't call him for a penalty. Like this man was on the sideline <laughs> where he should have been on the bitch in the real, middle of the game. Real AAU vibes. That's what yeah. it looked like. AAU tournament. And that's that's the type of mentality. That's the type of culture that Willie Green is building. You can see it, right? And so now you inject your best player to a team that's been busting their ass every game to stay in the game. Now you get points <laughs> that where mm-hmm. you desperately need them. I think the team, you know, I think the team's gonna feed off his energy. So, uh, and man, when he running over people and still scoring two points, you can't help but to be energized. So, you know, I, I look forward to it, man. I think the whole, I think all New Orleans fans in general need some good news from their yeah, sports no team. LSU, no Saints, Pelican. It's been a <laughs> rough, 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 rough year, right? Not for them cages, though. Hey, hey go, shout out go, to the cages, cages, man. Shout out to the cages, man. Shout out to the cages. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, I mean, to, to kind of move on to the next one, though. 
Um, some adjustments that Willie Green made. We talked about it on this pod last week. We said, look, Willie Green every week has shown us that, hey, he's willing to tweak things. He's willing to make adjustments. He's, he's adaptable. He's willing to do things to mix it up. Stop losing the same way. Stop running the same thing, right? So what did he do? You know, he threw Billy in there um, after his performance, after Jackson was kind of struggling through a lot. And what do you know? Billy averaging nine, 14 and nine rebounds in his last four games, right? And it's not like he's doing anything spectacular. Like you and I always talk, he got the one inch vertical. My yes, guy sir. cannot jump off no, the sir. ground. Like he just be tall and I'd be like, oh, block. And he'd be like, nah. <laughs> but, but that's okay though, because a lot of things he's doing is just being a big, right? And we talked about it. It's like, what do you need to be good uh, in, in, uh, as a big in the NBA? Just mm-hmm. be smart, right? Be in the right spots, know when to get the rebound, know how to box out, know how to position yourself, know how to be in the dunker spot. Know, know those things, right? And those are the things that Jackson struggled with, but Billy excels in. So mm-hmm. I love the fact that he was willing to put Billy in there, um, and he's really been a huge boost to this lineup. So what have you seen from yeah. Billy and Goldman Absolutely. and what he's brought to the team? Yeah, man. Billy, man, I call Billy Diet JV, baby. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's Diet JV, baby. That's that's caffeine free on his Valentino. <laughs> hey, man, look, JV, like JV has given us so much, and it's like he came in and he he's playing like traditional center, but like playing it well, right? And then you had Jackson come in, and Jackson had a couple of uh, things look good for him, but then he hit, his, you know, he hit his wall, and then there's just this consummate professional who's just on the bench, and we talked about it before this before this season started. We were doing preseason podcasts. Like, he's just he's just steady. He's just, you know exactly what you're going to get from him. You know exactly what he's going to do and everything, you know, and things like that. And then, you know, this season he even, you know, he, he surprised you and he, he hit you with a, with a green bean three-pointer at the end hey. of the, the first half in, in Utah. <laughs> And I mean, at that point, we should have known the game. In, yeah, we should have we should have known the game was in the hand when when Billy pulling up from three. But but man, like he he's just you know they, there's just there's something special about a player that is self aware and that understands his role and understands how to be super effective in his role. And he comes out and he's just making simple plays. He sets the screen. He rolls. He's ready for the pass. He's ready to score when he gets the ball immediately. He knows how to move it, go straight from a pass, catching a pass to a layup. And those are the type of things that you need from players that are down your down your you know down your your, your bench. That every so often, players that's in your rotation are gonna go through struggles. And you need to have people that you can say, okay, like this guy, you know, who get usually plays, he's not or, or get injured, right? And so this guy who usually plays is not here, or you know, we, we we don't feel comfortable playing him. So come in and be that professional. And and you see, you know, he's always been like a a great teammate, right? You see all those pitches with with Nikel last season. Now you got his boy Devonte this season, and you know the kind of the, the, their chemistry and things like that. And you just see him being a, a positive, you know, a, a positive environment, creating a positive environment for his teammates. And then you put him on the floor, and he's giving you fourteen and nine. And it's like, you know, if if again. You, you think about the possibilities of when, when, when Zion gets back. And now, you know, you have a, a situation where JV doesn't have to play 30, get 30 minutes a game um, because you have a, a, a an okay backup, you know, and, and what does this do for Jackson? Uh, you know, as, as bad as, as Jackson, you know, has been and, and you know, as up and down as he's, he's been, like you said, when they put him in during, during uh, you know, garbage time in that second Utah game, like he showed you, like there was, there's the some, there's minutes. something there, right? Yeah. 15 points yeah. and, 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 a, and like that. And so now 
that that Billy has been so good, you know, does that does that move Jackson to that four? Because you have to be able to put Willie on on you know on the on the court the way he's playing. You have to reward him for that. And so mm-hmm. you know, I, again, like what you say, Willie Willie's ability to just say, you know what, all right, I know this is what we've been doing. Scratch that. Let's try something else. Like that. That's the kind of thing that keeps players engaged, right? It, mm-hmm. it lets people know, you know, it, it, same way with Kyra. Kyra was benched. And then mm-hmm. Devontae got hurt and Kyra was forced to play and he earned time, you know, more minutes played and Willie is giving it to him. You earned your way back on the court more. here. Yeah. Right. And here, here's some more minutes here. Now you can play and be back in the rotation. And that's the kind of things that, that, that coaches do to keep players, you know, engaged, like earn your minutes, the stuff that Stan used to talk about last season. Um, like you see it in, you see it in practice with Willie, like you see it actually being put to paper, uh, with, with Willie and put in action. And so, um, uh, uh, I'm talking about, uh, with Willie green. And so Billy, man, I, I just, man, big shout out to Billy, man, just for being such a, uh, just a, just a, a consummate professional. You know, he wasn't playing, he was getting DMP CDs a lot, but he was always on the bench rooting his team on it. And when his number is called, bro, he's a steady, 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 steady guy. And that's, that's, that's diet JV, baby. That's, that's <laughs> the same exact thing. Like, it's just, it's just like the, the diet version. And I'm, I'm, I'm loving it, bro. I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, I mean, with, with Billy, it's one of those things where how often do you see a fan base rejoice at a third string center getting a contract extension in the offseason? Right. Like, everybody was like, oh, yeah, we kept Billy. Yeah. And then he shows up, you put him in the game out of nowhere, and he gets you a double dip. Like, right. that's the type of guy that you want to have around. And, and to your point, I really like what you said in terms of, like, what does this do for Jackson? What does this do for the other players that are out of the rotation right now? Najee, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This is the incentive. Like, you don't see those guys moping, head down, oh, trade me, oh, whatever it is. Like, they're in the game. Like, they're congratulating Billy because he's a likable person. So when you've got a bunch of te- – a bunch of teammates that buy into the fact that, hey, man, I ain't got it going right now. Um, so put somebody else is in there, but I'm going to fight to get my spot. Like, I think Jackson's going to have his time to to regain mm-hmm. his spot. Like, we've seen this before. We saw it last year uh, with Billy. It might come. It might not. Who knows? Same thing with Najee. His opportunity might come. Same thing mm-hmm. for Trey. Trey's not really in the rotation right now. His opportunity is going to come. So when you've got a coach that's like, you know what? Let's make adjustments based off how the game is being played. Like how who's performing, who's not, where do we need a mix up? Where do we need a, a, a different matchup depending on the nights? Once you get it to the point by the end of the season where it's like all of the guys on the roster have played significant minutes for one reason or another. So I mm-hmm. trust all of them. So if I need a particular matchup, maybe I need Jackson out there or maybe I need Billy out there. Like I can play either or, especially when you get to the playoffs when everything is a chess match. So, mm-hmm. you know, if the Pelicans get to that point, I'm really interested to see what Willie Green does then. So, you know, really love what Billy has brought to the team. He's been great. Um, you can tell people feed off him. Like literally the whole bench is up and down. Anytime Billy scores any points <laughs> or does anything good at all. So uh, it's a fantastic feeling to have him. And for him to contribute in the way that he has these past couple games is really big for the team. And the reason why they went two and two. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I tweeted this out, and I'm sticking with it. Herb Jones, even with Zion backs, needs to be a starter for the rest of the season. Like, he, there's no reason for him to lose his starting spot. Yep. The guy hasn't scored in double digits in two weeks, but he feels like one of the best players on the team, which yep. is insane to talk about a second-round rookie being mm-hmm. one of the best players on the team who doesn't average 10 points at all. Mm-hmm. You, you talked about it a little bit earlier, talking about some of uh, the recap from the games before. 
Herb, first of all, he guards the best player every single night. It doesn't matter if they're a six foot one guard in Donovan Mitchell or if it's mm-hmm. a six foot six wing in, in Paul George. It doesn't matter. Like he is locking up. And some of the things that I also tweeted about over this week, but you know, I, it's starting to annoy me a little bit is that Herb gets so many fouls on a nightly basis. And a lot of times it's fouls that a veteran wouldn't be called for. Like mm-hmm. It's, it's ticky tack a hand on the shoulder as a drive goes by and you're like, I get why you called it, but if that was Draymond or if that mm-hmm. was Kawhi, if that was a defender that's been in the league, Patrick you know, Beverly, Patrick Beverly, if that was a player like that, you would not be making those calls and he will mm-hmm. get them eventually. Willie Green even said to himself, like he wants them to keep, keep that aggressively, keep them. At that. If you get fouls, you get fouls, right? Like that's, with some of these players, the only way you can play is play them close to their chest. So you gotta be, you gotta be in their grill, and you're gonna get fouls that way. But mm-hmm. keep your mentality. And so I love what Herb Jones has brought to the team. Like we talked about Josh Hart and the energy that he brings and the things that he does that's contagious. Man, Herb is the same way, man. Like right. when he's getting deflections and ripping dudes and stuff like that and going down the court. Like the whole team is energized, right? The whole team feeds off that effort. So you know, what have you seen from her? How do you think that, you know, his minutes level out when Zion comes back? Because somebody's got to not play as much mm-hmm. when 27 points on 60% shooting on 32 minutes comes mm-hmm. back. So what are your thoughts on her? Man, I, I, I tweeted another thing I tweeted yesterday, man, or, or day before yesterday. Just, you know, her... Herb is, we talked about this before, again, before the season started, and we talked about him being a second-round pick, but not being like your normal, traditional second-round pick, right? SEC Defensive Player of the Year, also Player of the Year. That's two separate awards for people who, I don't think that's sunk in for people. Like, that's two separate awards. He won SEC Player of the Year, and he won SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Two separate awards. So, you know, he came into this season kind of being more, more, you know, more seasoned than normal second round, more second round picks. You know, more, more accolades, more, more, you know, more, more achievements. More years and, in college, right? Yeah, just more achievements. And so, you know, you when you when you thought about that, and again, we we thought I personally thought that he wouldn't, you know, he would probably get some squadron minutes because I thought for sure Najee and, and well, you know we also Naj- thought that. Number one. Well, yeah. Well, obviously, yeah, right. So. But even still, like I thought Najee would be, you know, mm-hmm. he would be relied upon more because of what he did last season. And then because you just paid Josh Hart coming into the season, I thought either you would want to get your money's worth or you would want to raise his trade value up. So either way, he would get the minutes. And I thought that Herb would, would be completely – I was absolutely wrong. Herb – first of all, Herb is definitely starting. Herb needs to start – from from whenever Zion is back going on, yeah, like just he's a starter because I'm I'm a big component of getting the most out of a player, right? And the most you you can the the best version of of Herb and the most you can get out of Herb, and when I say most, I mean like the best value you can squeeze out of Herb right now is guarding the best player. Just guard it, just guard the best player, right? Just just put the straight jacket. <laughs> on the, the Donovan Mitchells, on the Devin Bookers, on the, you know, on Trey Young. Trey Young, doesn't on matter. Evan Mobley during summer league, right? Officer Herb blocking everybody up. And I think that, you know, if you if his his best, you can get the most out of him from having him guard the best player. And so when I when I think about when Zion gets back, I think about 
you know, having Herb as as a, and I've always been a big opponent that everybody could slide down or slide up wherever you want to want to think, right? So you you have Nikel in this six man role that it that is rolling. So if you if you have a lineup of Devontae Graham and Brandon Ingram as your backcourt, and then Herb Zion and and, and Jonas as your frontcourt, like that's you you have Herb there who can who can guard the best player. Brandon Ingram doesn't have to worry about that. Zion doesn't have to worry about that. They can focus on guarding whoever they have to guard and scoring on offense, and you know just pouring in the points as much as possible because you got Herb out there causing all kind of havoc, and it, it's crazy, man. Like he's a second round pick that not only is he starting. He's he earned that starting position from not only the coaches, not only Willie Green making that, but the fact that again he doesn't score a lot of points and like the his teammates are like yeah like that's our guy like Devontae Graham said that Herb Jones was his favorite player on the team like he said that that that's my favorite guy favorite player on the team and because he does everything and, and does that dirty work and does everything that you know that a player that you know you will want a player like this to do. And so, like, just just his IQ. I, I remember a play last game where, like, there was there was a lot of like jumbling them at the at the down low in the paint, and here come Herb on like a, a random cut. And we always talk, and I, you you hear mm-hmm. NBA analytics, you know, nerds talk about random offense, right? Random cuts. Kyle Lowry is good at this, like random cuts, random screens that's not called for people. It's just like something that a player just, hey, I think this will work, and I'm gonna do this, and it springs somebody open. Like that's the kind of stuff that you see Herb doing. These these random cuts and finishing at the rim. Um, he he's pretty good in transition. Like he can finish at the rim. Like that's not his issue. Like he if you get him going to the rim, he can finish. And I've seen him finish with both hands. Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. And so there's just a lot of talent, a lot of things to love. And when Zion gets there, like you 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 have two rookies that can both help, you know, that can help Zion because you have one that can make up for his defensive, you know, his defensive liabilities. And then you have Trey Murphy who can make up for the gravity that he's going to take. And so you can have her play. You can have her play with B.I. Have him guard the best player. You can have him play with Zion and have him have him guard the best player with Zion out there. He's just he's just a such a versatile player. And the thing that that impresses me so much about Herb is that he's willing to shoot. Right. You talk about guys who who are right yet. Yeah, he doesn't have any offense, and like some people get, you know, we've seen millionaires like like max contract players be okay <laughs> with the player that they are, and not worry about shooting, and not even want to take the shot. But then you think about Herb, who, you know, and, and, and what makes Herb so so good is that his deficiency in shooting is something that you have to account for because. The, yeah, he might not make a lot of threes, but some games he gonna go three for four from three, and you're gonna be like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> damn. So, like, he, it's not one of them things where it's like, okay, we can let him shoot because he won't even shoot or he he's gonna miss everything. It's not the night. Draymond where you just leave him out there. Right. On the like, Ben Simmons. Right. Yeah. On the Ben Simmons where you just right. like, that guy is not gonna shoot at all. So, we can leave him out there. Like, you have to, like, okay, I have to at least put a fingertip out there because. <laughs> like he's willing to shoot and he can make them. And so I, I just think that that as a whole package together about her, man, like he's, he's just come in and become immediately the, 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 you know, the, the injection of, of energy in the arm. And, you know, just to think like we got this guy in the second round and like, this is his rookie year. And we're talking about, man, should this guy be on like some defensive team? Should he get some, some all defense, all defense votes, some, some love there. Like this is his rookie year. We thinking about that, so I, I'm just so excited about you know seeing him with Zion and, and seeing the future for Herb Jones with the Pelicans. Yeah, uh, I mean, 
everything you just touched on is huge. I mean, I see Kane saying that he makes the best cuts. He knows where to be. I think this is crazy. I think Herb might have the best basketball IQ on the team. Like, I, he might. I, I honestly think it's probably him or JV, but I honestly think it might be Herb because mm-hmm. he, do, he doesn't cut when there's two bigs already in the lane. Like, he right. cuts when nobody's there. You can see a double coming, whatever. And so, and, and you, you highlighted it perfectly as far as his deficiencies. Yes, he's not like a scorer. And yes, he's not a shooter or anything like that. But there's never a time in the game where like, oh, the ball's in Herb's hands. It's obviously not going in the basket. It's right. obviously not being put up. Like, he will drive to the lane. I feel like his steps, like he can take two steps from the three-point line and get to the goal. Like, he looked like Inspector Gadget when he be um, – We saw when we saw him and Trey Rock passes, man, I'm like, yeah. man, them dudes are tall. Yeah. Like they, they are 6'8, 6'8, six, eight, six, eight, or 6'9, yeah, 6'9. Like yeah. it, it, ain't, it ain't like, oh, okay, he got his shoes on and he might be 6'7. No, that yeah. dude is 6'7. Yeah. He is yeah. all of it long, yeah. linky arms, long legs, long torso. Like all that dude it. is tall, man. Yeah. And so I think, you know, uh, again, there's no reason every everything that you just said. There's no reason why he should leave the lineup because he could be played in so many different ways, and it's never like a, a detriment to the team. So um, I really like what we got of Herb, and I think he's going to be a fantastic player, and I think he's going to be even better with Zion. Now let's talk a little bit about how do we get something out of Trey Murphy. So mm-hmm. obviously last game was miserable, but you come in and Trey hit a couple threes, and you and I have talked about this. He has one of the similar to Kyra. Like, they haven't figured everything out about their games and how to maximize their talents and how to use the skills that they have to to be consistent night after night to the point where people are like, man, I can't guard that, right? Same thing with Kyra and his speed, but you're starting to see Kyra, like, figure out his moments where if I catch it off the dribble handle, I'm going to the basket because nobody can stop me. Like, you're starting to see that more and more games. How do how does Willie Green, obviously with Zion, it's, it's a different story. But how does Willie Green get Trey Murphy into the lineup a little bit more? Like, obviously, his skill set is there. Everyone's first – or as a rookie, everyone struggles with defense, right? Team defense, rotational defense, man-man defense because they're smaller frame, whatever it is, that's where rookies struggle. And so you've seen Trey come in the game, blow a defensive assignment, and get Mm -hmm. pulled out the game Mm -hmm. right away. But there's got to be a way to play him. Because right now Mm -hmm. we're playing Garrett Temple in a 3 and D type mentality. I would rather Trey Murphy get those minutes, yeah. you know? And so, you know, if you're going to have a guy just out there to shoot threes and lock up defense, because Trey's a good on-ball defender. Oh, absolutely. It's just team defense where he's not mm-hmm. quite there yet. And so how does Willie Green get something out of Trey? So by the time Zion comes in, it's like, oh, he's already in the rotation a little bit. So let's see if, if Zion can maximize his minutes a little bit. Absolutely. I, I you know, I tweeted at uh, during a game, like, you know, when we talk about our offensive laws and everything, and, you know, I kind of talked, I, I spoke about it earlier when, when we talk about putting Brandon Ingram in motion and, and scheming for Brandon Ingram in the way um, Willie has masterfully done that. You know, he, we, we, we went from, there was a couple of times during the earlier in the season where we saw Brandon Ingram kind of like doing what he, we know him to do, dribble, 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 dribble. Iso, yeah, and yeah. then, right, and then ISO and pull up that mid-range. Just make it look really, really difficult. On offense, and then Willie, I you know, I for whatever went into the went into the uh, lab or whatever, and you know, and now you start to see uh, Bi catching the ball, not having to do so much work and everything. And I think that there's something that can be similar things can be done, similar plays can be run uh, for Trey. I I just think that Trey's 
you know, I, when I talk about skills that aren't coached or, you know, aren't aren't things that people, you know, have to work on and stuff, you know, and I think everybody has everything to work on, but obviously like, like Steph, like Steph doesn't have to work on shooting, right? He doesn't have to work on shooting. Like he doesn't have to do that. Zion doesn't have to lift weights. Like he doesn't, <laughs> those are things that you don't have to really work on. Like you kind of know what they're doing. I, I think that, that Trey has a skill, bro. The shoot, he can shoot the ball. Like he can shoot the skin off the ball. That's something, right. Like that's something that, that you, that doesn't go away, right? The, 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 the goal doesn't change. The dimensions of the court don't change. Like you can shoot the ball, and we saw in in like not regular season game, but against NBA competition, like we saw him roll. We saw him be able to shoot, you know, in games like that. And I just think that you know when we talk about people being put in like you know bad situations with Zion being hurt, Trey Murphy is at like almost at the top yeah, of the list. He's number um, one, right? He's because one. because Trey is not a he's not a scorer. Like that's not what his not yet, that's not yeah. right. That's not what he does. That's not what he got drafted for, right? He got drafted because he was a 50-40-90 guy that could play defense. And usually 50-40-90 guys, if they're not ball handlers, they're three and D players, right? They're three and D, you know, guys that can that can do that, that type of thing. And so there's gotta be ways to 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 get him and JV. And, and, and some screen games, some dribble handoffs, um, you know, kind of that two-man game that we saw with J.J. Redick and Zion mm-hmm. um, last season. There, there got to be some ways to get that with J.V. going right now um, to get Trey running off of screens and, and get him some shots. He needs to see the ball go in a couple of times um, during games where, like, it matters, right? Mm-hmm. Garbage time, him hitting two or three threes during garbage time. You know, that's nice. It looks good. And, you know, it's good to know that he still has the shot. He has been working and that the shot is still up. But, like, it doesn't do too much for his confidence. But, like, getting him in a game where, like, maybe it's the beginning of the second quarter, B.I. is taking his, his rest or whatever the case is, and him and J.V. get a dribble handoff going one one or two plays and see, you know, if he can get rolling off that way. Once he gets his confidence going, like, he'll be able to to, to – to, and, again, we saw irrational confidence in his shot once it is rolling. Man, this man is, is throwing up the three and, and, and throwing up the eye on the shot and everything. Like, he gets when he gets it rolling, he gets it rolling. And we need, his, we need offense right now. You talk yeah. about Garrett Temple and the things that he's doing, um, you know, and, and he's been admirable. You know, he's been admirable. But you got a six, seven, six, eight guy that, like, you know, you just got to throw him out there and, like, let him let him get his feet wet and, and let him get the shots up and let his get, get his confidence up so that when Zion comes, because that's who you drafted him to play next to, you know, to, to play next to, to, to Zion. And we were talking about Zion said Carter. himself. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm going to find him. And we were talking <laughs> yeah. about in the beginning of the season, like, we want, might want Trey to start. You know, obviously things have changed. Um, But, like, we saw the fit. And there was obviously a fit there. And so, you know, you want to see him get his, get his shots up. You know, you want to see him do things like that. And, you know, you, you're asking him to kind of put the ball on the ground and score in ways that he's not really comfortable doing right now. And it's starting to, you know, it looks bad when he's asked to do that as a rookie. Um, and he's just not comfortable there. He's not ready yet. And so when Zion gets back, you know, and again, we talked about who's going to benefit most, you know, having Trey open for three in the corner, I think that that's something – that's going to be used. And I think, you know, when we talk about Trey and Jackson, those are the type of guys that's like, you know, who can hit open threes, maybe hit open threes. Like those are the type of players. It's like, well, maybe if you have a guy that can take up all of the attention, they're going to get more playing time and they'll be used more and be, you know, their, their skills 
will be able to translate a little bit more into the court when you have a guy like Zion. So I think, you know, if, if as while Zion is out, just kind of get him up there with, with JV, get some dribble handoffs going, um, maybe put him as a screener with, with Devontae, you know, screen him. He's 6'7", 6'8". Like, let him screen. Let him let him screen and pop. Let him screen and roll. And let's see if he can get to the rim maybe with one, one guy on him. But, you know, you got to get him involved because he has he, – he is an offensive weapon. And we are, you know – desperately need an offense right now. And so, you know, I, I think there is something that, that you can be done um, using, using Trey Murphy to kind of get that, those offensive laws, kind of get that out, get that out the, out the, out the system, man. Yeah. And, and Cody, you're absolutely right. Right now his ball handling isn't there. Like right, every right. time he dribbling, I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> mm-hmm. pass, pass, pass. Yeah, but yeah. you're right. I mean, a lot of, uh, a lot of three and D six foot eight, you know, spot shooters, they come into the league and they don't have the handle. So, as we saw, even with Kyra Lewis, who's been in the league a little bit and is a ball handler, if you get a good defender who knows that, hey, that guy doesn't have the handle yet, like it often leads to turnovers. So not mm-hmm. only does the, the the team defense not really register with young players, but also the ball handling point turn is in turnovers, which then are disastrous for the Pelicans. So, you know, I get why Willie Green's kind of real Trey back in. And I feel like Trey has a lot of gnaw in him where – there are shots that he's like, oh, I can make this. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to shoot it regardless. And so a lot of them be air balls. Or, I made it before. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I can shoot this. And, and I, I'm not going to be in the game for very much longer. So let me put a shot up so at least I get a shot in. And a lot of times they're air balls or bad bricks or whatever it is. He needs to get comfortable. So it's like, let me take the great shots. Let me take the shots that are meant to be for me instead of the contested three from 10 feet behind the three-point line and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. those are shots is like in-rhythm shots. After you hit a couple shots, not, you just check into the game, you just touch the ball, <laughs> throw the ball up, right? And yeah. so, you know, again, it, it's a healthy balance with those young players where you don't want to kill their confidence, but you also don't want to put them in a situation that's going to make them look bad, right? To the point mm-hmm. where it's like, man, we can't play this guy. So uh, I think, you know, and Willie Green, if he's shown us anything throughout this throughout this young season, is he's willing to, to help players come along at their own pace, right? Figure things out. Kyra's an ex- excellent example. Out of the rotation, thrust into a position where he had to play, and now he's in the rotation, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping the same type of thing happens with Trey, and then ultimately, you know, as Zion goes back, he becomes part of the rotation. Um, and I think that will happen. So that being said, man, this week, again, only three games this week. We got tonight at 0 o'clock at night, 9.30 game versus That's Clippers again. That's you know, You know they're going to come out because of the way that they were embarrassed last game. You know they're going to come out with, oh, man, we need to put, a, we put, a, need to put our uh, foot on their neck early mm-hmm. in the game. So it'll be interesting to see if the Pels fight back. Again, punch back. Yeah, Punch hopefully back. Willie. Hopefully Willie Green puts uh, Herb Jones on their best player, EB twelve. <laughs> uh, well, we we they're playing five <laughs> four, so you know we saw that happen. So then you got uh, Dallas on Wednesday. You know Luca's been in and out of the lineup. You know mm-hmm. injury. Their team is they're still trying to figure it out. Like they've been playing better as of late, but they're still not where they were last year. So they're trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that end, and then you got Dallas again uh, in Dallas uh, on, on Friday. So. Uh, a good week ahead. Uh, some winnable games. If you if you can steal one, two two for three would be fantastic. For Just real. keep building off the last couple of weeks where you're itching closer, and then you get number one back uh, shortly after. But um, that's gonna wrap up our show today. Again, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. 
Um, it's good to see the Pels put a couple wins together. Let's mm-hmm. see if we can get a couple more. Uh, you know, VB, uh, VB saves Pels lady. You're right. Um, you know, the saves of the Pels. We're both struggling for the same thing right now. So A lot of parallels this season, bro. <laughs> a, a, a lot, a lot. Hopefully lot the Pels can turn things around. Uh, hopefully the Saints can too. We'll see. Um, but with that, what you got left for the people, Gary? I mean, as always, you never know what people are going through. So give somebody a smile a day. Um, big, big, big shout out to our sound engineer, Eddie. You know what's going on with him. I don't, I don't want to say it on here, but you know what's going on, man. Big shouts out to you. Congrats to you and your family. And big shout out to the to the to the head honcho, Nick Underhill, man. Uh, buying that house, man. Yeah, he, uh, he's officially a part of New Orleans, man. And big <laughs> shout out resident. to Nick. Yeah, yeah, man. Big shout out to Nick. But yeah, man, some really good games coming up this this week, bro. Some 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 games that we you know we might be able to win. Um, depending on Luca's availability, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited to talk Pelicans with my my my, my fellow twelve, my fellow Pelicans <laughs> uh, fan base. Man, it's it's been it's been a good week, man. It's been a good week on social media for for Pels fans, man. They're starting to see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel with Zion coming back. Team is playing a lot better, um, even though some some bad losses. You again, you can you can see the the improvement on the team so so i'm happy about that um as always man thank y'all so much um for rocking with us and coming coming over to the show and, and hollering us on twitter as always you can follow me at garrick underscore rattler follow my brother at raphael underscore rattler and follow the page at pals pod um come holler at us come let us know what do you think about zion what you think is gonna happen with him um you know and, and things like that so as always man we appreciate it and we'll see y'all next week man y'all be cool yes sir